All right, welcome to Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, episode 107. Uh, we're here with you in the fall here, getting close. We got baseball started. We got football up. Tyler, everything's going on. Hockey's about to start. Basketball's coming. Maybe some boxing and different aspects as well. We'll get into it here shortly. So uh, a lot of things going on here. Uh, and certainly we will get in to the Warriors, uh, specifically Draymond Green here in just a second. But Tyler, before we do, what's up, my man? How you doing? A whole lot. I'm doing well. Uh, I hit the golf course for the first time in a couple months. It was fun. I, it was nice. I, I like was, how you always text me and you're like, I got this score after 16 holes. I'm like, well, there's two more holes. We, how much did you sack? Let's go. Let's hear it. <laughs> it got too dark. Oh, okay. We ran out of light. Uh, I, I told you I had a 77 through 16, but I did have a 69 through 15. So I was playing very good through 15. It got a little dark on eight. And I was like, I'm done. I can't keep the ball anymore. But I had a good time. There you go. Did you check out any of the playoffs? The baseball playoffs last did you end up checking in the end of the Mets Padres game or the Phillies uh, Cardinals game? I watched the end of the Phillies Cardinals game. The best game was the Toronto game. Yeah, that was definitely. Yeah. I actually listened to that one on the radio. The Phillies Cardinals game for me was kind of important just because of the end of an era with Molina, Wainwright, and Pujols. Uh, I know you might be getting that later, but more for me it was just that last at bat by Molina when he gets a base hit. I'm like, that's what I mean. Like, there's, there's certain people that are like. Just stars, and they have like this ability to shine. When I don't know, I just it's hard to explain, right? Like they just have this ability, and the spotlight's on them. And when you don't think they'll, when the time doesn't look like it's over, they'll deliver. So that's just kind of for me a good sports moment. The Bama uh, Texas A and M game I caught the end of that one too. That was pretty good there. So a lot of things going on in the sports world right now. Nothing more so though than in Warriors Nation, the team we usually like to focus on the most here. Now let's get right into it, Tyler. We got Draymond Green. I mean, literally Superman punches uh, Jordan Poole. I mean, knees buckle, the whole thing. He's going viral. The, you know, the, the video getting leaked is a whole different thing that we could get into here, too. I mean, we're going to get into pretty much – we're going to talk about this for a little bit here. So buckle up. Uh, I, I, I let, let's just kind of start with our initial thoughts. My initial thought of it is um, it's just – it. It's not. It's obviously not a good look. I, I almost feel like this might be the end of his tenure here at the Warriors. In some ways, it's hard for me not to like think that it could be. Um, you can't. I mean, I, the job thing for me is different. Like people go, "Well, this is a job. This is a basketball is different than regular jobs and stuff like that." But I mean, that was a that was a pretty good knockout punch there. When I don't think anybody else was expecting that to go to that level there. Um, so to me, that's all on Jordan Poole at this point and how he responds to it. People can say, well, Curry needs to be the leadership. Iguodala needs to be the leadership. And then we said, we saw Draymond's press conference yesterday and good Lord, can that man talk? I mean, you ask one question, it's like 12 minutes of him answering. It's like, all right, we don't need to hear 12 minutes of you, you know, trying to just, you know, get rid of everything here. So I just feel like Draymond, he took some responsibility with it. You, you tweeted that you thought he did enough with it. I thought he could have done a little bit more too with it as well. Um, but I guess time will play out. He's going to stay away from the team for a while. He said, he mentioned in there, I thought it was interesting that um, it's even hard for him to look at Jordan Poole in the face, basically. You know what I mean? So what's your thoughts on the whole thing? My first thought was I'm not really that surprised. This isn't out of his nature not to just lose his mind for a couple of minutes. And 
like as far as the press conference goes, I think he did well. He he took the blame. He also blamed the person who leaked it, the video, which I'll get we'll get to later, which is an issue going forward. Um, it, I just I don't think it's a it, it like you said it's basketball. There's been teammates that have hated each other before. Like there's Kendrick Perkins uh, interviews where he says that they had Rondo and Ray Allen box for two minutes, two rounds. I mean, like <laughs> there's been teammates that hated each other. But that's other. a lot different than what this is. It is though. It's just hated guys who don't like each other. It's up to pool, like you said, to come forward and either forgive him. Or then it's going to be an issue if Poole can't get over it, which I don't blame if if he can't. I would have trouble for a while. Green comes back next Saturday, Kerr said, and we'll see what happens. I don't think it's that like this big old like end of the Warriors era or anything like that. I think it's completely overblown. The video being leaked definitely hurt the situation. Yeah. But I don't think it's a big of a – like it sucks. It's a terrible start to the season. Do you think Greenwood should get suspended? Right now, it sounds like he's available still to come back to the game for the opening night, possibly. Um, do you think this warrants a suspension? Because the thing, too, that was interesting is before the video came out, right, it was, we're going to handle this internally, we're going to do this. And it's so funny, I was like, just <laughs> human beings, how visual evidence just really changes the perspective, right, of everything. Because you can make your own story up a little bit when it's words, right? Like, oh, I bet they were just kind of going at it. He probably said something like, triple single and all these you narratives think it's like out there. Low. You think it's and, just like and, fancy, like wild overhand that hits him or something. Like you don't think it's this square shot to the chin that cripples his legs and brings him. And I don't agree with this narrative that people were saying that like, well, when you push him, you should be ready. It's like, come on. Like, I mean, we're not on the streets like that. I mean, like, he's, he's on your same team. Like that push doesn't deserve a, deserve a Superman punch in my opinion. Like, yeah, like I guess from a total human being standpoint, if you put your hand, but Draymond literally got up into him too. He made the first contact chest to chest. And usually as a human being, right, your natural reaction is going to be like, get off me. And if you're on the same team trying to reach the same goal, that's where it is. And that's where I w- worry with Draymond going forward. And you hurt Steve Kerr. He, Steve Kerr, I think, is over it. I think like he. Well, he's been over it. I know, but I feel like in some ways there, there might have been some disagreement the first day. Like, let's get rid of him right now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he would like. Do you think he could, could overreact like that? He remains calm, but I think he wants a suspension for Green. I think he I does. Think was not in the right. I think there's. I think the team is playing hardball with his contract, and he probably had a bad contract negotiation the day before or something. He said he, he had a bad pool. day. He's yeah, and, a and he sees Pool is the guy they're trying to sign. He's the priority, and he goes like C. Lou posted. I didn't see it. You mentioned it. The brick by brick, I built this. You're not, I'm not going to burn this down or whatever app. Like, if this isn't me involved still, which, like, it doesn't make it okay. So, what do you think about the fans overall, the big fan base? You think they over, they're over him? I feel like there's a lot of tension with him. In the, it'll be interesting as we move forward here to the ring night. It's got to be the weirdest ring night in the history of the NBA so far. <laughs> I remember the one with kind of Shaq and, uh, and Kobe, when Kobe had those comments that came out about Shaq before the season started, I think like 2002, and they were going for the three-peat, I believe, somewhere around that time. I was going for the four-peat. Uh, right. Maybe it was, was in it my – the rape comment? Like I should have paid him off? Yeah, maybe that was I should have paid him like Shaq? Yeah, is that the four-peat? Yeah, I was going for the four-peat. Okay, so that year. So I kind of feel like we're in that same scenario. This year. 
I don't know. What do you think the fans, they had the 2016, he kind of cost them the championship there. He played the great game seven, but there's also this part of it where, where if you don't get suspended, we win the series anyways. He's done a few other things with Kerr in the Oklahoma City locker room. Um, Durant, obviously, situation. Is the how many how much until the fan breaks breaks too? You know, like let's say this year he gets a few technicals. Are they going to be like, oh, good job, Draymond? Like, like maybe me and Adam have even given him some passes right in that regard because we feel like it's better for the team. Like, do you think there's going to be more pushback in that regard with him? I mean, I saw things. I I think there will be. I think that fans are now like I think more fed up. But he's still Draymond. He's still like one of the fan fate. Like everybody loves him. I'm not one of those people. I've been sick of the technical. No, but I mean, when he messes up on the court, will the crowd let him know that? Like, will it be like, boo, dude, stop making dumb decisions instead of like, good job, Draymond. Like, like, like I'm serious, like a Boston fan base or some other, they, they would probably not be happy with that overreaction. They would boo him. And sometimes I feel like that's where the Bay Area fan base, I feel like we're a smart enough crowd as Warriors fans to also not appreciate that anymore too. And I feel like that's where, I feel like he might get that now. I feel like he's really pushing a a lit like pushing his buttons for farther than maybe than I, than it sounds like you think. I, I really think they're. Yeah, I don't think it's as big. I just don't think it's as big of a deal as most people. I think it's a punt. Yeah, it sucks. Like it's a terror. But like you said, it's the NBA. People fight. People get in arguments, and it it like. But it's still does it happen all the time? Steve Curry said it's happened twenty times, and he's been around for thirty two years. So that doesn't mean it happens like all the time. Like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, how often does it actually happen? Like, that's the thing, too. It's like, it's weird about the punch. Now, if we are, like, you know, Jordan, he, somehow that punch is kind of immortalized in some ways. You know, like I said, without the video, you wouldn't know. So, I don't know what, if we can kind of, like, take it back to the, the start of the season here. I also feel like, right, you've been pretty harsh. You like the tweet. You said that the Warriors would even, would have won last year without him. Uh I feel like they want, wouldn't be able to win without him. I have a poll going. This was last year as well. Um, I had a poll, go, poll going this week on Twitter. Could the Warriors win this year without Draymond Green if they traded him? And you know, that, and most people voted yes. I'm not sure where all that where that energy was coming from as well, right? But my my thought is, if the Warriors got rid of Green, to me that doesn't take that takes them out as a championship contender. I mean unless they're getting like miles Turner back or something like that, or, you know, somebody that's like a legit NBA player that maybe could fit with the Warriors like immediately. I, I think this notion that they could win a championship or they would have won a championship last year, in my opinion, is, is just not reality. I'm pretty sure I voted no actually on that poll. I don't know. They can't win a championship unless they get somebody back. I mean, Draymond's a good basketball player. He does the things that you need done. Like but back, but back to Draymond's, this whole thing, he's a selfish guy. Like, yeah, he plays unselfishly, supposedly, but he only plays unselfishly because he can't do the things that are considered selfish. Like, he can't score 30 a game. He's not sacrificing. No, I think that's why he's partially getting angry, too, a little bit. I feel like there's a lot of things adding up with him. Like, I, I always think, like, he has a lot going on. Like, right, he's doing them. He's got NBA. His game's getting worse. Right? He's not getting better. His three-point shooting is anemic right now. Like that can't build confidence. You have younger guys that might are looking to take your spot that Steve Kerr is talking up a ton in training camp. You have a contractor trying to get one last big payday. I I know from doing a podcast one simple Sunday a week, it can be stressful. I can't, you know what I mean? He's trying to manage that as well. He obviously has a family and kids. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on there mentally. 
and he already has a temper to begin with. He's 33, not 23. These are things that you hope that he has worked out by now. And you you can't punch down on a younger guy like that, too. It's, yeah. just such, it's not a good look uh, overall. So what it seems like Memphis fans, though, are really reveling in this punch. I felt like this whole week I was like, man, they're going to – they're enjoying this. Like, obviously, Poole is the one that grabbed uh, his knee. <laughs> Green, they don't like either. Green knocks out Poole. And I just – I was and this the whole week, it was fun kind of interacting with some of the guys from Memphis, obviously, this week. And, they were enjoying it a little too much for my liking. Yeah, yeah. I, it was, all in good fun. They deserved that nineteen-point blown fourth quarter against Houston. I say that. <laughs> had to throw that in. Had to throw that in there. <laughs> that was. I was. I was thinking that right away. I was like, "There's going to be some fan bases that really enjoy this punch the most." Um. So Steph, Steph is the leader of this team. This is this going to be his toughest start to a season, like more so than even a couple of years ago be. when it was just him. I mean, it's, there were no expectations when it was just him, like other than like get in the playoffs kind of. But yeah, this is guy. He's gonna have a hell of a time like repairing this. Because who knows if Draymond's even gonna be playing a whole lot at the beginning of the year? It sounds like he's not really to me. Well, I mean, if he's helping the team win, he's gonna play. I, do you think he should be suspended? I think he should be, should be suspended five to seven games. And people probably think I'm crazy for that, but I'm like, yeah. for Draymond, I think it's, I think it's. I think it's something that he needs. Like he needs more humility in some senses a little bit. Like, and I, and I was, and I don't know. And I think it will make him a better player in some regards. Like I think about games six this year against in the finals, like when he is like laser focused and kind of humble around a scenario and understands how to agitate people the right way without getting crazy. He's, he's, he's easily a top 50. I mean, he is, he plays like that, like where he's locked in, no funny games all that stuff, he's top 50, in my opinion, because he does the other things so well, but he doesn't do that enough anymore. And that's where he's lost. And that's where Ryan G and his damn tweets. So, so if they suspend him. <laughs> You're out there on Twitter, him. Ryan. I'll give you a bad time. And he always has like these, he's always, whenever Draymond messes up, I'm like, damn it, I'm going to see Ryan in those damn tweets. <laughs> so if you're listening out there, Ryan, uh, you can enjoy the. I know he's enjoying this moment the most out there. So if he gets suspended, does he miss the ring ceremony, or is he allowed to show up for that part of the game? Maybe that would be interesting. (laughs) He gets it back. They have their own one seven days later for him, and we have the lights. I saw saw, like a tweet, and it all was about like how if he's at the ring ceremony, fans are gonna boo him. I was like, people are idiots. There's no way people are booing this man for punching Jordan Poole in the face. Yeah. I don't know. I think you're gonna get. I think he's gonna get some. I think he'll get something. And I think he's gonna I, get some. I would be shocked if he doesn't get. Something. He was way out of line. I don't condone it. He's an. He's a. He's an idiot at times. Hey, for a second here, can we focus on the leak, the video? Like, so it looked like it looked like somebody was just like got their iPhone out and like videotaped the security camera or whatever they saw. It didn't look like the actual like hard copy of it. It looked like somebody just the way the camera was moving and stuff on there and just kind of looked through the lens. Um, Rod Adams, pretty good, put on a show there. The hips, idiot, like putting it down there. You dummy, I knew it was coming I, the whole time. Um, what do you think about the he Steve Kerr was really pissed about that too, and Draymond was pissed about it too. And thank goodness Draymond did not like overly harp on that yesterday. That's what that was what I was worried about with with his was going to be how does he take the leak? He didn't thankfully do that, but Kerr was pissed. And because he was pissed about the Wiggins leak, I think about the vaccination. He also brought he also brought up 
you know, one, another one too, that I, uh, that happened this year, uh, earlier in the year. And, uh, I think this year in Japan, I just can't remember what he said, but, uh, what do you think about that? Like, that's always a big deal with organizations. Like you oh, gotta be like kind scary. of buttoned up with that stuff. I that's felt like the video game. was going to come out. Like, honestly, I thought that as soon as I saw, I was like, somebody's going to get the video. Right. Like I just, I guess maybe that's the time we live in. I just, I was like, they're not going to be buttoned up like that. I would think they would be. I think most. I mean, what? How? I mean, how much is TMZ paying for this video? Is what I want to know. Like, are they offering two million dollars? Yeah, they're not going to keep it in house if someone uh, someone can just video it with a camera and be like, "Oh, here's two million dollars." Like, no, it's not going to stay in house. It's impossible to keep it in house. It, but it is concerned. I I do what they're doing. I look into it and try and find out who it is, and I fire a group of people or an individual, whoever it is. Can I ask you that? Can I ask about the theory that the Warriors <laughs> released it? Kind of the Warriors wanted it released because they wanted them to have public pressure and feel this and feel pain for the first time like this. Is there any? Can there be any? Or is that just like a, a you know like a reasonable theory <laughs> that you would that like you know should happen? Uh, I, I feel like it's just some security guy that probably got it. Like I don't know how. Like he must have just been there or stuff, right? Or a coach? I don't think security has access. A coach, coach Phil. I think it's like. Like guy who like cuts the video to make it like some employee who some intern there, yeah, or something like that who cuts the videos to make it like watchable for the players and coaches to break down. And he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tape this so I can keep this." And then TMZ got a hold of him. Or that's crazy. It's crazy how that stuff works too. Like, so as an organization, they I bet a lot of the I bet Kerr's gonna be a lot shorter with a lot of things this year. I could just see his press conferences. We'll see how. We'll see if there's any bitterness with this press conferences this year uh, going forward. Do you think the Warriors culture, you know, maybe final thing here with Draymond, Dr- 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 you think they're, the culture is tainted now a little bit like this? Like they talk about, all right, we want the, you know, the old guys learning the Warriors culture with the new guys. And then they're, you know, I've heard on shows, you know, around NBA, uh, you know, kind of culture, NBA, like uh, if you ever listen to their Cyrus, the, the XM radio, they have some good shows on there too. A lot of players came on, they seem stunned. You know what I mean? That's the thing, too, is you get so many different opinions about this. Like, oh, the Warriors culture is this, that, that. Do you think it's tainted a little bit now? Or do you think it's all just really curry anyways? Tainted going forward, maybe. I don't think it taints anything that previously happened. I think it, like, gives the Warriors a black eye for a better – a lack of a better term. But, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it gives Draymond. It, it taints Draymond a little bit more than the Warriors. Are you over him? You've been I mean, over him been, before. I mean, you ripped on him a lot last year. You were a hater on him. Are you kind of like you were? You were pretty tough on him out of all of us. I, you know, I've been a defender I've been on him. Still... I wish he just shut up and played basketball, but that's like a bad term to say. You can't tell someone to shut up and play basketball. Like it, no. He had the right to say what he wants. I just wish he didn't get so many technicals, is more what I mean by that. Didn't talk about how good or great he is or how he's in Charles Barkley's league because he has champions. Like, just play back. Like, if you want to talk about social stuff, go ahead. Do that. I'm all for it. But just stop telling me how good you are. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing, too. Is I, I think I've always been a defender of it because I know how I'm a fan of the team. And so, for me, it's really hard to put that perspective ahead. I'm like, I just want them to, like, be really good. And I love the idea of them playing together their whole – time with the Warriors like I think that's like really cool it would like be awesome and so like the part that part of me wants it but it doesn't I can't separate the reality from it and I'm if I'm coaching this team man 
you got to just really hope you guys win some games too this year to start the season. Because if you go like, I'm just saying, if you start the season like six and 12 or something like that, I, you know, coming off a championship year, like that's where this would really kind of dig in. I don't think that will happen, but you never know with injuries. And then from there, we'll get into the clay thing a little bit later as well. So I think we touched on this quite a bit. Well, I have one more quick that. question for you. Yeah, go ahead. So is this Draymond's last month, last two months, last season, or does he continue on the well, Warriors? That's the, the thing. Who would want him? Like, you know, Savage jokes to Grizzlies. Uh-huh. I don't think Grizzlies wouldn't want him, I would think. Would they in this – with, with Moran, I guess. I mean, I guess I would kind of add to their, their – but, I mean, Green would, I would think, want to get paid. And, like, you know, that's part of the deal with this. And, like, yeah. when L.A. went to Lakers, like, that <laughs> – no, I'm money. Yeah, but from a basketball standpoint, with Draymond and LeBron together, I mean, how many people can you have that can't? I don't know. Like, I mean, LeBron can shoot through. I guess uh, that's not really fair, but he's getting older and stuff like that. There are mm-hmm. some things. Um, the Pistons are the only team that really makes the most sense because I don't think the Warriors would want to trade him to the Western Conference. So I, I don't know. Like, and then who do they get back? I mean, there's a world where maybe they get back, Bo- <laughs> they get back Bogdanovich or something like that. And That'd maybe, be nice. maybe the Warriors talk that out, but. At the end of the day, he doesn't bring any defense that the Warriors need and stuff like that. So I think the trade is out of the table. I think they just fit each other the best. So I think that's what so like the Euro play out. Do you think out he plays out this year and he's gone, or do you think they'll resign him? Feet to the fire, you have to make a decision right now. What do you think? I think he comes back. Okay. I think he comes back. I think the Warriors, they feel – my favorite – one of my favorite guys, Gary Radnich, they feel like they're – in bed together so we'll see what happens here <laughs> i just feel like anything happens like bob meyer seems to really have his back to it and he's the gm at the end of the day so we'll see what happens good guy to have your back yeah uh kerr if he was the gm i'm not i would maybe i would maybe have a different feeling on this as well so all right before we take a break here real quick here we, that was a good talk there um you know what i wish i had i wish i had row one seats for that for that for that, for that punch speaking of row one you can check out Row One Brand at Cool Stub. Use the code uh, DSN15, part of the Variety Sports Network that Tyler and I and our podcast is part of. Just go on there. Other great shows um, on there as well. But if you go on to Row One Brand, use the code DS, DSN15. You can get off, get 15% off anything in their art gallery. Um, maybe one day there will be a picture. A Swain Superman punch there. Slow motion. We can blow up back of the wood frame or something like that. I'm sure there will be good stuff out there. So and row one brand also has um, all really good paintings out there too um, as well. So go check out them at cool stuff um, on Twitter. Tyler, let's take a quick little break there. Let's come back. We'll kind of hit the NFL for just a quick second. We'll, and we'll finish it up with uh, uh, we'll go good, bad and ugly this week. All right. We'll be back. All right. All right, we're back here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Tyler, let's move on to the NFL here shortly here. We got week five starting. Um, I always find that like every quarter of the part, you know, every quarter part of the season, every four weeks, you kind of get a good picture of you know where things are headed. The first four weeks, though, to me, I always like to kind of go the opposite after I say, okay. We got this this kind of thing going on. I, I just can't think. I don't think that's going to be able to sustain. And then I like to pick, you know, see where I'll, you know, like the Eagles right now, 4-0. I'm like, can they keep that up at 4-0? You know, they got the Cardinals playing today. So those type of things I kind of look forward as we move on to this part of the season a little bit. With that said, I also think it's a good part to look at some, like, interesting things that going around the NFL. We talked. We thought we might do, like, some interesting stats. We kind of 
thought that stuck out to us after the first four weeks of the NFL season. So uh, why don't you start with uh, one? I'll kind of go back and forth like that. Um, for a two and two team, the Bears, their offense is just atrocious. Their wide receivers, they spent like they're spending a total of four point one million dollars on all their receivers this year. <laughs> that is just an asinine wild step. Four point one million for all their receivers. They have like eighteen catches for three hundred yards, and they're two and two. So I mean, it Justin well, Field hasn't thrown a touchdown since week one. Two of them against the 49ers. So like, it, it, it's just a stat that stuck, stuck out to me. It was like four point one million for like six receivers, and they're all. I mean, Mooney, I guess, could be playable on a better team, but. Uh, I guess that's how you can tell their co-host, because I'm going to piggy- piggyback off that. And my first stat was Barrett's average 97.5 yards a game passing. So there there you go. That was my first stat <laughs> of the week. Very pathetic offense. Um, but like you said, two and two, they have one more win than my Raiders. So I can't say anything overall. So uh, that's our stat. All right, I'm going to go here. Here's my next one. Or I guess will be our third one here. Only the Packers. So there's, you know, if you look at all the teams that have the turnover ratio, right? You know, we got the pot, you know, plus minus ratio here. So every team that is in the the minus ratio that's, you know, has more turnovers than you know they've gotten, uh, has a losing record or is 500. The Packers are the only one with a winning record. So I found that found that to be a very true stat. You know, if you turn the ball over, you are just not going to win any games. Last year, last week, the Raiders. I look at my consider my team. They win the turnover battle. They end up getting a win. So that's always, to me, just the most critical stat in the NFL. Like, sometimes I'll look at teams. Like, I remember the Saints a few years ago. Like, it didn't feel like they got a pick and a touchdown every game or a turnover. Like, never like 10 years ago. Like, there was something. They would get a turnover. The Ravens, you know, they would get turnovers. And they, yeah. the Eagles, they produced. Your Niners produced turnovers. <laughs> you do that, you give your offense just so many more chances to overcome mistakes. And uh, so, to me, that was a good stat. You're, my next stat is the season Jared Goff is having so far is just ridiculous. He's on pace for 47 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. Like, who, who would have thought? Right who, up the uh, 40 miles. He's 40 miles north from it. Can you believe it? He's crazy. He, he was ripped on. Oh, he was. He well was, deserved. Like, people were saying he wasn't a starting quarterback. Like, yeah, he wasn't. He, was it. he was terrible. He was terrible. <laughs> He scored three points from the Super Bowl or six points. And he looked like it. He looked off, And he looked so statuesque at, towards the end with the Rams. Then he looked like yeah. just a hitting target every day. He looked like, he looked like Carson Palmer, but way worse at the end of Carson Palmer's career there. Like just yeah, like the very end of Palmer's career there. Very saying. mechanical. Oh, yeah, very much. So that's a good stat, though. He is on fire. Uh, C. Henry, one of the stat, one of the podcasts I love. I always listen to every week. Shout him out here. Um He's he talks Lions and Detroit sports, so it's been fun listening to his podcast. He's kind of he's realistic with the Lions, so that's why I like him. But he's been you know very pleased with Jared Goff. How can you not be? All right, here's my last one, and this one kind of goes like just to the NFL in a whole. I've been saying how the offense to me is just behind. It just seems more this year than it has been, and the stats would tell you well that that usually is going to show up on the offensive line. Okay, so my stat is. There's been 10 QBs that have been sacked 10 times or more already in four weeks. There's like, I think four or five more after that that have been sacked nine times. So I think that, I mean, obviously if you're getting pressured and you're trying to make good throws, you know, that's going to cause the offense to go down. I'm not necessarily complaining at the play of the game like that. I'm just pointing I'm out something that's 
and it's actually kind of pleasing to see that the quarterbacks can't just stand back there and get it so easily like that. So um, it makes me the offensive line stock way down right now. (laughs) Well, it might bring the stock up, like how important it is, but they're definitely how they're overpaying the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Your last one. My last one is this. How freaky is Tyree Kill? He just, he has 477 yards. He's just, like I said a couple of years ago, he's the best weapon in all football. And I think he still is, as even with, it doesn't matter who's around him, his speed and his agility and his just quickness is ridiculous. Well, he's got Bridgewater now. Yeah. Let's see. So we'll see what he does there with Bridgewater. He looked okay last week at the end of the game, but we'll see what the team preparing for him the whole week. We'll see how that changes. I always say that makes a big difference with the backup. I'm like, whoa. They come in at the third, even though it's Teddy, everybody kind of knows his game a little bit. I'm like, well, let's let's hold the pump the brakes a little bit. Wait till the other team has seven days to prepare for him, you know, a little bit or six days, whatever. All right. Uh, real quick, let's go Niners, Panthers, Raider Chiefs. Niners, Panthers, who do you, you like the Niners to went to pull it out today against Baker in Carolina? The against the the guy uh, Tev from uh, Let's Be Real. <laughs> I do. I like the Niners to win this one. I just Got to realize the offense isn't going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of 15, 22, 25 max point games, and their defense is dominant. And I just, Baker Mayfield is a trash quarterback, in my opinion, and they should be able to, as long as they don't have a Broncos type game, they should be able to win this one. So I got I mean, the it's hard to see Baker and them putting up like 17 points against this team, unless, yeah, unless you guys turn it over, right? Very I mean, that's um, all right. I- Raiders Chiefs. Uh, I got the I got the Chiefs winning this one in Arrowhead on Monday night. I I can't go home or on it. Just like I want to go Raiders there. And, like I can give you the scenario, right? Like if Jacobs could run the ball last week, where they got two hundred and twelve games, two hundred and twelve yards on the ground, then maybe we have a chance with Mahomes off it. But we got smoked last year by him. We lost forty three to nine, I think, in our last game against them. Our secondary is not by any means unreal. Our pass rush is eh. You know what I mean? Perryman, our best linebackers out. Uh, so I, and we do have Renner back. That will help us. He did play well against the Chiefs last year. But the Chiefs, my guy from Las Vegas, Ben Farmers, if, if he's watching, uh, I think I like his team this week uh, over my Raiders. You got a pick? Yeah, I got the Chiefs. But this is, yeah. does seem like a game the Raiders are play, like play up. They, yeah, you said they lost 43 to nine, but didn't they beat them in the other game they played? No, they it's lost just, both last year. Oh, did they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Last, the, the year before that, they beat them. Yeah, the year before they beat them. Um, so those are my, those are our local picks there. Uh, well, I guess Vegas not as local, but you get the point. Uh, <laughs> all right, show me. I like doing this little part. Show me team or player of the week. Somebody that needs to step up. Uh, my, my show me team of the week. So that way you can get prepared here. My show me team is the AFC, the, some of the teams here in the uh, NFC South. I got the Saints. Uh, and the Falcons. The Falcons I picked because they're playing against Tampa Bay. They're two and two, right? I'm like, yeah, let's see if you got a little bit more life than I than maybe uh, I think you do. Tom should be highly motivated coming off the bad news this week. It's official. So uh, we'll see what happens there in Tampa Bay. I, I think that's a show me team for me anyways. And then the Saints who have the worst turnover ratio in the league. I thought they were going to be better. Um, they played Seattle. They cannot lose to Seattle at home. That's a show me team as well. Yeah, my show me team is the Rams, they're playing the Cowboys at home. They're two and two. They want to be championship contenders or are they pretenders? I don't, I don't know right now. So, so many you can beat Cooper Russ at home. 
<laughs> Cooper. I, I I I felt like on our podcast on Sunday, I think everybody put to sleep the idea that uh, Cooper Cup had a chance to uh, doing anything in the or not Cooper Cup, uh, Cooper Rush had a chance of doing anything in the league uh, going forward. Uh, upset of the day, anything there you want to call? Put it on tape. Upset. If you have anything there you want? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cowboys over Rams. That's the only one I can see that's worthwhile. That like I can see happening that. I, I wanted to take Steelers over the Bills as the biggest upset, but I'm like, I, I just can't see the Steelers winning their back-to-back years. I got to think the Bills are going to be highly motivated, especially with a rookie starting his first start, too. Um, I'm going to take Zach Wilson and the moms to beat Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins. I think Zach Wilson, he looked good last year. Yeah, actually kind of <laughs> That's I love it. I wish I had that in the background. Stacy's mom has it going on. Right? Every time anybody says Zach Wilson. Yeah, so I'm taking Zach Wilson on the Jets to beat. Uh, sorry for ruining your Jets analogy there, but I had I thought Stacy's mom was more important. Uh, so we're going Tyler upset of the week. All right. I need a little help this week. Eliminator challenge. We've all done it, right? You have the you have the it's basically survival pick. You get one one every year. I picked I messed up. So I had far? two. Huh? Who have you used so far? Well, let me give it to you. So this year I got, I've used week one. I got lucky. I picked the Bengals. They survived. Then I took the, I, uh, or week three, excuse me, I took the Bengals. But week one, I took the Ravens. Week two, I took the Broncos. Three Bengals. Four, uh, last week, barely, I got away with it, the Packers. Uh, so against against uh, Zappity Doodah and the Patriots, that's my nickname for them, Zappity Doodah. Uh, this week. All right now, Tyler, I got locked in the Bucks over the Falcons. Now, I just talked a way out of it. They're getting 20% of The other one, to me, is the Bills over the Steelers. You know, so those are the ones that I'm thinking that I like the best chances to get a win. If you had to pick out of those ones, which one would you take for sure? Or is there somebody else you would take a risk on? Like, would you take the Eagles? Would you take the Rams? I like the Niners over the Panthers. At Carolina, though? I just – I don't know if I could trust the Mayfield. The guy's – I, I just he's the Niners defense is just he, it's very good and I is it gonna raid is it gonna raid damn it <laughs> I hope not but the Bills versus Steelers I think is the most but does Kenny pick your nose come out and just light him up maybe he's has he's that like, little flare is he starting yeah okay yeah I I would take the Bills probably if I was really doing it I gotta got I gotta think regret uh Trevor and Skyler from Let's Be Real got to be happy about seeing. They didn't have their podcast this week, but I got to think they got to be happy about seeing. Pick it in there and not Mitchell. I got to think any Steelers fans got to think that is an upgrade. I mean, Mitchell, really? You can't see him. All right, so you would take the Bills. All right, people. So should I go the Tyler's going to go the Bills. I think I'm going to stick with the Bucks here over that. So uh, I think we'll we'll have a little competition this week. We'll see who kind of make it from there. Um, Atlanta Falcons. Variety, the variety sports of the Falcons show was they were those guys were very confident in the in the Falcons. He gave them an eighty two percent chance of beating the the. Bucks. And I wonder. How, I love how like, that's why I love fan like being a fan of something like I took the Ravens. Like, <laughs> now this guy's probably has more knowledge with the Falcons. They actually have actually a history of success here recently, but uh, we got to get them on too. So check out their podcast on Variety Sports Network. Also, I wanted to mention. Uh, good news here on Variety Sports Network. Um, our guy Brandon, the guy that runs the runs the network here, he's able to get. We got SeatGeek uh, as a sponsor here, so I thought that was really cool. So if you go, uh, I use our code you with know, NBA starting hockey fans, college football. Concert. If you go on if any of those ones, go to SeatGeek. 
use just use VSN all capitals. You'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Not a bad deal there. So um, happy to have. That's awesome to have them on as a as a sponsor here. So well done there, uh, Brandon. A little shout out to you, um, getting that done there for us. And uh, yeah, Seat Geek. That's a good way to get tickets. And like I said, basketball, hockey starting up. Baseball playoffs here, a lot going on. College football going on. College basketball getting ready to start. So this is like everybody always says October is the best month of the of the year sports wise. Would you agree with that? Or is there like I mean the other ones like probably April or maybe, or maybe yeah like, I, I I prefer April or but there's the no NFL in April, so maybe I'd go I'd go now I'd go now. yeah baseball for me it's play. always especially when my, our baseball teams are good it always makes it a little bit different there so anyways go check out SeatGeek. Again, use the code VSN to save $20 uh, on your purchase there. All right, let's take our final break. We'll be back with our final segment. We'll shout out to Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, we'll be back. All right, we're back here. Final segment, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining us here on the show. It was an action-packed week. We got into Draymond earlier, talked about that. Uh, the, the whole Warriors situation just wrapped up a little NFL talk uh, this week. Tyler, this week we're going to do a little uh, a little different. We've been doing winners and losers, but we also did in the past a good, a bad, and the ugly. I thought this was a good chance for us to kind of wrap up the podcast doing this, talk about a few things that were on our mind from the week. Um, I'm going to go first here with the good, because I kind of was thinking if I should make this a whole segment of the show, but I'm not going to do that. We'll wait till maybe uh, a little bit later in the year here, because I'm sure we'll be talking about this guy for forever, and I'm going to be trying to announce his name incorrectly forever so uh women webanyama is available and so my good for the week is nba lottery lottery teams and uh the best prospect that probably that has ever come across in our uh, generation he came from france this week with his team to play in a g against uh, a g league ignite team and kind of in a showcase game because the uh, one of the other top prospects here in the united states uh scoot henderson uh, plays for uh, for the G League team, G League Ignite. So they got to play against each other. So it was a little two-game showcase there. And uh, just to give people a perspective, there's probably a lot of people that don't know who he is. Like I said, his name is Victor Webinyama. Right, Tyler? That's pretty good saying that. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. Like, an A-plus for you. He's 7'4". Some people say 7'5". He looks every bit of it. He's skinny like Kevin Durant. Just to give you an idea. But Tyler... I was highly impressed, highly impressed. And I was looking like, okay, running. He runs like he could play, like he plays like he could be 6'6". Six, six. Like there's no like awkwardness to him. Like I hate to use like our guy Savage's guy, but there's no like a sheen to beat to him. Like there's nothing like there. Like he just like, it's so smooth. Like when he runs, like uh, his handles were legit. He had a spin move off of it. I didn't necessarily see anything back to the basket flip hand wise, but it was only two games. And then there was some like some picking and rolling where he actually dove to the hard hoop. And then where he's a game changer, and this is going to be the obvious thing. And he's, but he's unreal at it. He's going to be probably one of the best shot blockers his whole entire time when he's in the league. I mean, he's just, he's everywhere. He's huge and he's athletic. Um, what do you, what was your first impressions when you saw him? Oh, it's spectacular. I was like, this guy is something else. he's the final form of Kevin Durant. He's like, he's seven, five. He suits like he's the best shooter on the court. He, that was my most impressive thing. I saw is just how he could get the ball up, like moving while moving and 
getting his like shoulder square to the hoop and just rising up and just draining threes like it was a five foot jumper. Like he was, and then he had the mid post game where he didn't pose, but he like faced the basket one step, easy bucket. I'm like, you can't guard a seven four guy who can rise up. Like there's no how you get get a hand and you're at his ten. And that's where I'm like, this guy's unstoppable. If he has any back to the back game. Or if he get is not if he's physical at all, like if he doesn't mind any physicality, he's going to be. Which it didn't look like at all. That's my point. He looked like he was in there getting rebounds there too. Yeah, like, he, he looks like he looked had very that. impressive. I, I, I'm not concerned. And one step across the lane, he swats your ball into the second row. Like he's, he's the best prospect. I think. Like it's honestly the same as like the LeBron year, in my opinion. Like you see this guy who's just a physical freak. There's nothing that's going to like you can see it now. How do you stop this? And, and this is going to be the worst he'll ever be. What was that? Like, th- this is going to be the worst he'll ever be. Like, he's only going to get, like, a ton better from where we saw him this week. He's, this is, like, the worst he's going to be. He's going to get way better. Exactly. Like, he's not, you know what I mean? Like, that's what's scary about it. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. Who knows? He's only 18. He might even grow a little bit more. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, like, I didn't see anything. I did watch both games. It's kind of nerdy of me. But, like, I didn't see anything, like, when he drove, like, like a little, not like a sky hook, but just something like a flick of the wrist type of shot, like there with it. It wasn't there, but the, everything else was unreal. Just, I was thinking about the best prospects that came out. So I looked at the list and like, like I, we weren't around for Will Chamberlain. We weren't around for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but like those guys are like talked about and we've seen video of like, they would have probably been, they probably would have been the best, one of the top 10 players in the league if they could have came out when they were 19, right? They had to go to college then. There was weird rules. Will Chamberlain had to go to Kansas even dropped out to go to the, Harlem Globetrotters, you know what I mean? Like these guys could have played right away in the NBA and been unreal. Like, and then you go to like, to me are more uh, guys. I kind of remember just growing up in the nineties where like, we heard about like Samson and Ewing being like highly recruited and stuff like that. Like being just massively hyped up. So maybe those guys, those guys could have been like on this type of level of like what we're hearing. And then I remember guys in the nineties, like, you know, Weber, Duncan, like those kind of guys being talked up, but then, you kind of mentioned LeBron. I don't even, I guess LeBron would be the only other guy that I can, that right. And maybe Yao Ming. I was thinking Yao Ming's maybe the only other guy too. We didn't hear it as early, but you started to hear about it. You saw a seven, five guy from China. That was totally different. The NBA was hyping that up out of this world too. So um, he was the only other one. And maybe Zion. What do you think Zion too? Yeah, but not to this. Like, yeah, Zion was exciting and they were hyping him up. But this guy is skill set is something we've never seen like just because he's so tall like he makes kevin durant like a six six guard like in a seven foot like it's not uh, it's so crazy dude that's my good of the week sorry i know we talked about it a little bit longer but that's the reason nba lottery teams there you and, and the other thing too is this scoot henderson guy he's really good too he's, oh, he's, he's got a he's yeah. got an alpha mentality like he attacks the basket think about like think about like i was i, I kind of said like colin sexton but way better. Like, that's what he reminds you of with the mentality, like the way he kind of attacks, but like just on a different level. So um, if you're a lottery team, like you're tanking this year. Like I'm thinking with a, with somebody's like three games, let's say like a team's three games out of the, the lottery or three games out of the playing game and three games out from like being in the top five, you're going to take, you're going to risk it to get to the, because if you get to the bottom three now, you have a 14% chance. They're all the same. Right. And then even if you're five and six, you have like a decent chance because now there's two guys that are pretty good that are available. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the one's unreal. So 
I think we're going to see some high high level tanking. I expect Danny Ainge. And if I was the Hornets, what are you doing? Get rid of your guy. Get, if you're the Hornets and the Pacers, what are you doing? Yeah, I agree. So I, I I was impressed by Scoot Henderson as well. He reminded me more of like you said he, I thought you said he wasn't as good. He's not as good as Wen Bayama, and he's not as intriguing. I said no, that. I thought I you were saying you weren't impressed. I said he was very good. What? I thought you were met. I thought you met when you text me. You weren't as pressed overall with him. No, he was very good. It's just that's he's right. not. He's just like any other point. Like he's he reminds me of Dame Lillard. Like as like that's where I see if he. Oh, keeps I got you. I got getting you. good. Like that's how good he is. All right, so that was a little bit long there, but we did that on purpose with this one. So what was your good of the week? Uh, my good of the week is the careers of Wainwright, Yadier, and Goals. Yeah. For those three guys, all to basically come up around the same time, all lead together. They won multiple championships together. And they're all Hall of Fame. Well, maybe not Wayne, right? But Yadier and Pujols are Hall of Famers. They're the best at their positions for 10 years, at least in the top two. And it just, it's like as a, a non-Cardinals fan, it's good to see them go because they were so good and they beat up on my team a lot. You hated them during their prime, though. Oh, sure. yeah. These guys, Yadier, <laughs> I thought, because he's so clutch. He's so clutch. Like last night, we, you brought it up. Or maybe we brought yeah, it up. Yeah, last night in the hit, you got a hit. But you knew he was going to get a hit. Yeah. I was just like, is he going to hit a home run? Yeah. And then you got a hit. You're like, thank God, if you're not a Cardinals fan. I was like, he's not going to end the series. I was like, he's not going to yeah, end exactly. the series. He's not. It's like, it's like G, you're getting a hit his last day. But there's just certain people that perform it. <laughs> That's a really and then Wainwright's career. career, he came up as a starter and he started as a closer for the Cardinals. He was their closer when they won that World Series, his rookie season, and he just was the model of consistency. He had some down years and then he picked it back up and then he was who he was at the end of his career. He was a veteran who could get guys out. Wainwright, Wainwright was interesting because like, he, he came up as the closer and then you know, he closed it out against the Tigers there in, yeah. in the first World Series and then he moved him on to the starter. And that, that doesn't usually happen very often uh, anymore. It usually goes the other way around. Uh, yeah, when it does happen, it's always a like big failure. Like, yeah, it's like, let's move this guy the other way or something like that, like an Ian Kennedy or those type of guys like that. Or like so, Neftali Feliz, remember him on Texas? They tried to make him a... Is that the Rocky second baseman? Sure. That's Deffy Perez. Deffy Perez. I always remember Deffy Perez because he got thrown out on the best throw I ever saw from Jose Guillen. A little shout out to Deffy Perez. Um, All right. So those are our good of the weeks here. All right. Let's get into our bad of the week here. Uh, My bad is, let's go back to the Warriors for a second. My bad is the Clay Thompson thing and him and the mental, and him saying that he has a mental block over the summer about scrimmaging uh, or playing in practice games. Um, I would think, you know, like after that, all you missed all that time and then you came back, like you, you would be over. But I mean, the, the brain is a weird, it's a weird muscle, right? And like there's certain things that can trigger certain reactions, phobias or something like that. And that's what it kind of sounds like to me. Like you just like almost like the scene of the crime in some area, you know, in some ways it sounds like, and he just doesn't want to go out and play. And now I'm like wondering like, how's this going to affect the season? Like not necessarily is he going to be playing games, but I mean, well, you know, just like if you're off mentally and you're trying to compete against the guys that are fully on, I'm just curious how, you know, him saying that and the team not playing him as much, I don't know, just it's a little worrisome to me. Can I throw on my conspiracy theory hat? Yeah. They didn't want to play him in Japan and they just found an excuse for him not to play in Japan. But like he's we, not even scrimmaging here. Like he's not playing. Like he's not even, like he doesn't want to scrimmage. Like he can't, like. 
he's not wanting like he's not playing like he's, he's not, not they're, they're, he's just doing shooting drills and stuff there's not he's not participating in scrimmages that doesn't make any sense but i, I know I, I, we'll see I, i'm not worried about it until he misses games and he's not playing well then i'll be worried I just, well, I, I don't know. That's weird. I, I didn't know he was missing games here. I thought it was just in Japan. And yeah, he's not playing today. So, you know, we'll see what happens. So, that's our, that's our bad of the, that's my bad of the week there. So, Tyler, what do you got? My bad is the Denver Broncos. They've been on national television the last Let it ride. Nico. Yeah, the Russell Wilson arrogance to be like, this is Bronco country. Let it ride after every press conference. Like shut the, Like if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm infuriated. Infuriated. Whatever that word is. You're telling me you're gonna put up eleven and twelve, like nine points, and then be like at the end of a press conference like this. Oh, let it ride. Like it it's so bad. Like the defense is doing all they can to win these games. They're holding good teams to nine and or twelve nine in regulation and eleven points. I mean, you won one of them, I guess. But it's just so bad. It's hard to watch. It's like bad for the NFL to have this team on national television at this point. It was funny because like Nathaniel Hackett too, right? Like the same thing. Like Wilson, like he throws a slant to the right and gets it picked. Like you could, like that. The one time you don't want to give your quarterback any range, just, just run. This is the time you do want to kick the field goal. Like just go up six. Just play the percentages against the Colts. They were doing absolutely nothing against you. Uh, other than kicking field goals. So yeah. that was a weird decision to begin with, too. I know usually – I know people say, no, you got to play for the win right there. I was like, the quarterback's just not playing well. So like, And nobody can score a touchdown. That is the win. You get six points, you're basically made of – Who knows? Maybe you run it for a first down. Who knows? Uh, the big thing with the Broncos, too, is Williams is out as well, so that's even worse for them. Uh, he's out with the ACL for the rest of the year, and I know you really liked him as a running back for the Broncos. All right, let's have you go ugly of the week first. Um, it's the RG3, Shady McCoy, just back and forth. RG3 tweeted this thing of uh, Melvin Gordon staring at Russell Wilson. And McCoy responds with, damn, bro, take it easy on him. You've experienced this moment a lot more than Russ. And then they go back and forth. And who had a better career? And where is, how does RG3 even argue he was the better player? Like, he had one year where he was good. And then after that, he was a trash quarterback. I know a lot of people like to defend RG. He's a top 20 rusher all time, I believe. I I feel like a lot of people like to defend RG3 in some regards. And, like, he wasn't bad and stuff like that. Like, I I think it's just because he got bashed so hard because he always got compared to Andrew Luck a little bit. And he was really good that first year. And who knows where that injury changes things. But, you know, like, he had a lot to learn still as a quarterback. You can tell that was part of the reason he struggled with it. McCoy is – you know, to me, one of the best running backs, you know, the last, yeah. like, you know, he's really, he's maybe a Hall of Famer at some point. So, you could argue, not argue, close in terms of that. That's a, that's McCoy's competitive trash talking to me. And you could argue RG3 is like an all time bust. But he's, he's good that. as an announcer. I don't mind him as an announcer. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like how he gives off like, yes. good, like thought provoking ideas. He's very good at it. But as a quarterback, and you're going to come at like, like yeah. one of the best running backs of this generation or this modern generation. I just don't buy it. The ugly tweet, RG3, that's Tyler's uh, ugly ugly of the week there. It's the best comeback. <laughs> You've experienced yep. this a lot more than Russ. Like. It was a good comeback, though. I like the Russ one. I, there was something I saw with Russ, like, earlier in the week where he was, like, got, like filming that before the year, like, let it ride. It was so corny. It was, like, because he had to say, like, eight times in a row. He's like, let it ride. Oh, I've seen that. Let it ride. Like, it was, like, so weird. I'm like, oh, my God, how could you actually do that with a straight face? 
Um, all right. My ugly is Bay Area baseball. Uh, we don't talk about it a whole lot on here, and there wasn't much to talk about uh, this year. And we, you know, we had our guy Mateo on a few times. You had him on your podcast. But this year, unfortunately, we couldn't have more people on because baseball was just not necessarily a topic of uh, of wealth this year. So, ugly, Tyler. I think that's a good ugly, actually, for this, uh, for this not just this whole week, but for the whole season uh, involving Bay Area baseball. For the A's, they go 60 and 102. It's the worst season of my lifetime, the lack of ownership support, the whole Vegas cloud hanging over it, as well as the, the pathetic play on the field. Um, and just not the players that you'd like to see. There is, you know, we got that guy, Shea Ligonier, that came up at the end. That's, you know, pretty good. But there's just not enough, right? There's just not, like, any spark there going forward. So, to me, just by far the worst A season in my lifetime. And people, I am 38, so we're getting up. Is it the worst of your uh, lifetime? Maybe not even record-wide. It's just It's got to be close to record-wide. But, like, those 90s teams, this is the team that just feels the whole everything around the team feels terrible. The ownership, everything. Like there's no support. So it just feels bad. The Giants go 81 and 81, might have won more games than the A's. But for their fans, and you included Tyler, I would say uh it felt just as bad. It's probably a 60 102 win season for uh for you, given that they won 107 games last year. Um, despite the fan support that we've talked about from the Giants in the past, uh the GM, the president, the new one, Farhan has refused to go out and get a star player. He hasn't made that commitment financially to uh, to anybody. He hasn't been willing to take that risk. Um, the attendant, the fans reacted this year with the attendance being way down. The play on the field reacted this way with it being mediocre. Um, you know, at 81 and 81, that's as mediocre as you can get. And I would say in some ways it, they were worse than that when I saw. They were a minus 58 on defense. <laughs> Giving up runs, that's not very good in baseball. That's one of the worst. Uh, so if this if this team doesn't get a star player, I will believe, I believe you will see the attendance continue to go down. So my ugly of the week, and I feel well-deserved as Bay Area baseball. I agree wholeheartedly. Farhan came out with his quote the other day about Rodon. They asked him about it. He's like, he's obviously going to opt out of his player option. And so it looks like we have a pitching spot available. He didn't say, oh, we're going to go. We're going to make sure we re-sign him. Who's our best pitcher we've had since the Lincecum Kane Bumgarner days. And it's just like, oh, looks like he's going to walk. And trade him early. It just doesn't make sense. We, we act like we're this poor franchise that can't sign anybody. And Well, like I said, it'll be, like I said, it'll be interesting if the fans continue. If, like, you don't get a star this year. Oh, my goodness. Like, and you oh. guys, it's going to be a bad start to the – like, if you guys get off, like I said, you guys get off to a bad start, too. <laughs> Good night. You can't have Wilmer Flores as your three-hitter people. No. Uh, just not out. Look at the teams in the playoffs. So we did the teams in the playoffs. Over Flores for next year. That was our big signing in the regular season. Tyler, and also look at every team in the playoffs, right? Look at their three, four hitters. They're not like outside of maybe a couple, like most of them have a track record of, of hitting bombs or pretty good. Like they might not be the best hitters, but like you got Harper in there. You have like Arenado in there. You have legit hitters on these teams for yeah. the most part. That The only team really is the Rays, but they even their guy. Yeah, uh, really have that's the only one I can think of, but even the Guardians have Ramirez and stuff like that, who's a legit three hitter. So uh, ugly of the week there. Tyler, I think that's our podcast for the week, my friend. Uh, uh, it was good talking talking with you, talking the Draymond situation. Uh, we really appreciate the people out there on Twitter that interacted with it this week. Uh, like I said, like one of my favorite out there, Ryan G out there, Savage out there, our guy C. Wood. Follow them. Follow the guys at Variety Sports Network. Follow the guys from the far end of the bench. 
um, Damian Adams, uh, C. Henry, all these guys, Tyler, I know I'm forgetting people, but like, there's just so many out there that we really, that make the experience fun for us. Jason over there, hopefully you're on the Jeopardy thing one day. Um, and we just, for me, this is a journey doing this podcast stuff. So just any of the support we get and stuff like that is really cool. So, uh, I just really want to just let, let you guys know that I appreciate you guys watching the podcast and commenting or any of that stuff. And so, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that. So thank you very much for that. Tyler, episode 107 in the books, Warriors basketball officially here, my friend. And we will have a lot to talk about going forward, preseason game tonight. Obviously a lot of football going forward as well. And we will see you tonight on that uh, for talking the gridiron. Uh, so hopefully people can join us live for that as well. So Jimmy, Nico, hope we'll see you tonight, guys. Broncos country, better ride. Peace. Better. <laughs>